2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fans, welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. This is episode one ninety. Super stoked for one ninety. Ten more to two hundred. Can't wait. But coming in hot today is my friend, best friend, and co host, the best co host here is Heather Ingerson. What's up, Heather? Your
0: only co host.
2: I know. I love Nothing. doing that.
0: Unless I get myself fired, apparently. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What's up?
2: No, not doing that. Very good. What's Very going good. on? Yeah, uh, a little Can hungover. We- Little hungover from the fun last night on the Zoom chat. I invited a bunch of people to come in, have drinks, and talk hockey. And we were watching hockey, and it's just a great day. But good days uh, that uh, you get fully involved in alcohol are the next day's uh, nightmare. So we are trucking along here. But how about yourself? How's everything Dad, going? Glad
0: I sent you. So- oh, sorry.
2: It's okay. Aren't you glad
0: I sent you such an organized agenda then so your brain doesn't have to I did. I was,
2: I'm looking at it right now. Very impressive. Love the way it's, it's, uh, it's all up and so on. And I can just look at it That's on the screen. That's how my brain works. I can look on the screen. I can click links and so on. So we, we did a good job on uh, setting this whole thing up. And uh, and obviously, you have the uh, the agenda nice nice and tight. So well, what's you up, up with come up with you? topics,
0: but... I have to reorder things. I need them to be in order. I already yeah. wander in my brain. I can't be wandering. <laughs> you know, like you can just have the list and even if it's not in the order you wanna go, you can work through that. Not me, I need to have it like this. I would have joined a live stream thing, but it was like a little hectic here yesterday. And then just-
2: No, I got And you. I gave
0: up somewhere around like eight o'clock. It was like, maybe some other time I can have fun. I don't know.
2: I got you, and no problem. No problem Maybe at next all. time. We will try to do trying that. I to
0: get me to get in. <laughs>
2: Let me like, get what back. is he doing?
0: A marathon party day on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. meetings? What's he
2: doing? It was, it's been an interesting weekend, to say the least. How are you doing? Are you good?
0: Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, no, uh, it's Sunday. Yeah. Life in the COVID world, week 257. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. going <laughs> be
2: fine. All right. Well, we Lots have of hockey a, this week, though. Yeah, there's tons of hockey and tons to talk about. So,
0: but before um, we get there, you have an announcement that I know you put out on the Twitter, but in case people are not on Twitter.
2: I did. And, and we do have a big announcement. I know we mentioned it yesterday saying that I filed paperwork um, two weeks ago, I believe, for, to start a sports media company. And and we got it. We got approved by the Secretary of State of Massachusetts and uh, the everything's been paid for. It costs a little bit of money, but you know you have to spend money to make money, and uh, and I'm trying to save money, so this was the appropriate way to do things. So we are now uh, Black and Gold Productions LLC. So we are a an official company. Um, we are going to continue to cover the Boston Bruins. I'm going to be heading that department, but in the future, uh, near future, I'm, I would like to have things done before the close of Um, 2020 is to have three more additional websites with uh, team members or team leaders that uh, will be in charge of um, a Celtics uh, website and podcast, uh, Red Sox uh, ah, website and podcast and a Patriots website and podcast. So we're moving forward with that. And, and just to take the stress off of me is uh, I want people to run their own stuff and just, you know, I'll do the Bruins and they can do their thing, but we're going to be opening it up and it's going to be huge. And I'm really excited for this challenge in my life. So, and hopefully that you're going to stick around and be with me on board.
0: You don't want me covering the Celtics. You know, I fail about basketball.
2: Yeah. I don't, I'm not much of a fan of any other sport besides hockey. So I'm good.
0: Well, that being said, anybody who, uh, maybe listens to this podcast or, you know, people who are into the other sports and maybe want a chance, uh, same deal to be part of an awesome fan site that is serious content, you know, at the same time, start spreading the word. Mark's yeah. taking resumes until absolutely, 20th. Absolutely. Um, it's
2: it going really cool. to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a stressful start beginning to, to kick up, but it's going to be well worth it. And I'm ready for the challenge, you know? So, yeah.
0: Well, if you find the right people, it'll happen just like your website. Remember, it was just you and like a couple people. <laughs> at yep. first it was you, then it was you and a couple people. And now you have, lots of great writers over there, you know, and I'm sure the same thing will happen for the other ones. Maybe so big, maybe we can then add, maybe some of the, you know, maybe we can even get someone to cover the co- college in the area, you know, or the revs or whatever, you know.
2: I agree. I agree. Stuff.
0: So if you have ideas, send them to Mark. He's fielding. Yes. <laughs> fielding. Yeah. Uh,
2: My Twitter has been blowing up with a lot of followers from college students. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that the, the um, DMs are going to be coming in say- soon saying, hey, I'd like to be a part of that, but we'll see from there. But
0: That's a great way to start too and get your foot in the game, but also like, you know, especially the younger kids, right? Podcasting is huge, like podcasting something that didn't even exist like, yeah. 20 years ago, 15 years ago, really. It didn't yep. really blow up until the last 10 years. So
2: and, yeah, it's an interesting g-
0: platform, but even just writing, you know, blogging, stuff like that, lots of opportunity and congratulations. You worked your butt off and- like I said, look who's got himself a production company.
2: I know. It's so awesome. I, I'm pinching myself as I speak. It's crazy. You can see it on the YouTube, but you can't see it on the podcast. But anyway, let's, um, let's talk real quick about show sponsor betonline.ag. Sports keep coming back. So does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball is in full swing. NHL playoffs 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs. Are in full swing. Golf, there's there's a lot of things going on. Things are coming, trying to come back to somewhat normalcy. And uh, there is no shortage of ways to get in the action with our exclusive show sponsored, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And as sports start to return, which I already said, BetOnline.ag has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL robert Ori seven-time nba champ and harold reynolds from major league baseball to get their opinions on what it would be like without fans and what they're called fandemic uh, visit betonline.ag today and use code clns50 to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome Back to sports bonuses and again please use clns50 betonline.ag your online wagering experts big fan of the betonline.ag i bet you they're a big fan of me because they keep snatching my money <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so yeah i'm not I'm not,
0: like. <laughs>
2: I'm not good at the bets i gotta get i gotta get into a rhythm you know what i mean
0: you need to study about betting and sports gambling. I do,
2: and actually, betonline.ag the website has a very uh, like like tutorial area that you can go and look and see how you can do and how to get better. So we'll see. Maybe comment. they're not
0: taking your money. They're even giving you a chance to learn how yeah. to do it, and you're just not taking it.
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right. Too much
0: work for me. I'd rather so, just say, "Hey, bet you twenty bucks." All right. Well, anyways, crazy week of hockey, right?
2: Yeah, it's absolutely very crazy. Intense.
0: We're into real hockey now, quote unquote. We're into the actual playoffs, normality, seven rounds, was seven rounds, seven games, four rounds, 16 games, first wins the cup. It's been a crazy week, crazy week. Want to just wrap up how we look right now. Let's go through Philly and Montreal. They're tied one, one Montreal handed them their asses the other day. Yeah. That was for coach Claude. We'll get to that later. Uh they play tonight at eight o'clock, right? Tampa Bay and Columbus, Lightning are up 2-1. Uh, they play tomorrow. Uh, we know where we're at, 2-1. We obviously are going to get to the Bruins in two seconds. Uh, and the Isles just went up 3 nothing on Washington, right? They just won their game. I know it's kind of weird. We're in the middle of the day, so games have been going on, are going on, whatever. Uh, Vegas is up 3 nothing on Chicago. Come on, Chicago. Come on, Chicago. Tonight, I need you to get at least one win because it's just not right if you get swept. Uh, abs in Arizona. Coyotes came up with a big win, kept themselves in that series, which is good for them. Uh, Calgary, Dallas, right now they're playing. The Flames are up 2-1. It was tied 2-2 when I last looked at the squad. I don't know if you – I know you always get, like, the updates from the NHL or whatever on your thing. And right now the Canucks uh, look so good compared to St. Louis. They're handing them – even though it's 2-0 and they've only played two games, they look so much better than – St. Louis, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Okay, sorry. My mind went spacing there. I'm very cool by the window. Sorry.
2: Sorry. (laughs) Sorry.
0: So that's where we stand right now with those. We got some games going today and tomorrow. So by the time we talk next week, we will be getting ready, even if like our last game will be next Sunday, which again, we'll talk the last few days. It's TBD, obviously, but it's next Sunday. We know the 25th is when the second round is supposed to start. So that's the next Tuesday. And by then we'll know how we're proceeding into the second round. So do you want to, I don't know. I have my anger rant about the playoffs. I can do it now or oh, not about ahead. the playoffs. So this was my anger rant from this week. Cause at the beginning of the week, everyone's crying cause the pens had gone home and the Oilers and it's like, how can the playoff, the NHL can't be happy because McDavid and Matthews and blah, 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 blah. And they went home. And I'm thinking really, that doesn't make sense to me. So let me just rant for a minute because I don't think the NHL is that upset that they went home. This is why. Toronto has been out in the first round the last three years. They didn't even make the first round this year. Bye. A couple times from us and I think Washington took them out one year. Okay? Now just going back. The Oilers, they haven't even been in the playoffs since they were knocked out in the second round in 2017. So I don't want to hear about how we're lamenting the Oilers. Don't get me wrong. Revenue-wise, Calgary versus the Oilers would have been a moneymaker, but oh well, right? Okay. The Penguins, well, they're the Penguins, okay? But they got swept last year by the Islanders, and they got knocked out the year before that in the second round on Washington's March to the Cup, and they won the Cup in 2017. Whatever. They're Pittsburgh. That's a different situation. But stop telling me that. You know who still is in it? Well, I was going to say two of... The Venzen trophy candidates are still in there, but as we know, Tuke walked away. We'll talk about that. But these are the people that are still there. All three Calder candidates, right? Both Rocket Richard winners at Pasta Ever Plays, all right? Nate McKinnon, who is looking like he's probably going to sweep all the awards because that kid is on fire. All three Coach of the Year finalists are there two of the Masterton finalist teams are there. Ryan O'Reilly, who's up for the Lady Bing and the Selkie are up there. Actually all three Selkie contestants are, uh, you know, finalists are still there. Even though some people went home, you still got Montreal and Chicago and there's some money coming in still on the revenue stream and Montreal is playing pretty well. And like if, you don't – Philly got a punch in the face. I don't think they – they had a really good round-robin against all the top teams, and now they run into Montreal, and they seem to be struggling a little bit, which is good. That's how you get things thing, right? But that means you also have, like, Taze and Kane and Carey Price and Duncan Keith and other big-name people, Shea Weber. The world – my point is is this. Taylor Hall and Phil Kessel of them are still in there. You've got Red Hot goaltenders all over the place. The league is going to be fine. Why? Because every other all-star except for those seven – are still in the playoffs. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, well, if you're kinda, a hockey fan, I don't know. As a hockey fan, I don't think the world revolves around Austin Matthews. Because quite honestly, the kid hasn't actually won much or done much. You know what I mean? Like, great player. But to me, those kind of players are indicative to being great individual players. But that's not what the playoffs is for. It's for crazy good teams or hot teams or whatever. And the 16 that are there, the 16 that should be there.
2: I kind of think that this is like um, bubble theory mentality like if you have a team that is representing the Edmonton oilers which it, they have one bubble and then Toronto another that they're already out so people are already bitching about that saying oh that's you know but that's the way you play I mean Toronto they didn't come in looking great I mean much like the Bruins and they're um in the playing round I didn't think they look great either but it is what it is. You know, your team wasn't good enough. You didn't rep- represent your city well enough to to stick around. So stick a sock in it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you, but I feel like you're act like they're the only talent in the league. Like, you know, the young kids, like the young kids are looking at Nate McKinnon and P- McKinnon and people like that. I don't know why I said McKinnon. And like, yeah, obviously like Sidney Crosby, Sidney Crosby and like Leon Dreisaitl is phenomenal. Do you know what I mean? But overall, like, if you're a hockey fan, I'm not like, oh, now I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Jeez-um. Melkin's out. I love Melkin. But oh, well, like, so I go home, you know? I absolutely right. feel the Brooklyn really different if we had to play for a spot as opposed to already having a spot because – That but that was my rant of the week. Like as a fan, I have been very entertained for the last two weeks. I have too. It hasn't hurt my feelings this week not having Matthews and Marner or whoever on there. There's
2: so much hockey on. It's so exciting. I don't care what superstar is in and who's not, and and who Mm -hmm. says it's good for the league and if it's not, it's that's ridiculous. That's a that's a terrible take in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and there's been great hockey being played. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's like oh now the I could see if like all of a sudden, like last year, everyone kept saying, oh, the path is easier because the big teams are. But really, if the big teams keep getting knocked out early, are they still the big teams? Are we still thinking they're the big teams because of the teams they were, you know? Ruins included could be knocked around in that, right? Because we were... you know, the last decade have been one of the top teams, but really like people point out when fairly enough, we've only won one cup we've lost two. you know what I mean? So are we really a powerhouse dynasty? Are we just really awesome team that's sustained for a while? But anyways, that was my rant. Like as a hockey fan, shut up. I've been quite entertained. uh, And this week has been particularly entertaining uh, or whatever. So I don't know you want to talk. Well, real quick before we talk about game one, did you want to just talk about how game one didn't happen because of there was a crazy seven period. Yeah, that,
2: that was absolutely crazy. I mean, I, I get myself worked up. I went and bought five or six of the Starbucks Frappuccinos. And I, you know, I down them at work to, to get myself sugared up and not be tired when I get home. And uh, yeah, and then I wait. And then I wait. And then I wait. And then this overtime goes into five. And then they call it. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then they called it for an 11 a.m. start the next day, setting up a uh, a back-to-back scenario. And then you have another back-to-back scenario in games five and six if in the series, if it, if it happens to go that far, which it probably will. But it was just one of those weird situations. But I do understand it when you don't have, you know, you can't go anywhere else and, and, and set up your team and set up all the production equipment to get it done. You know, it had to happen. But. Um, the results were good, you know, yeah. I kind of I was saying, uh, please go have this game go into five or six overtime so I can get home and, and watch the, uh, the Bruins winning goal. That would be nice, but it didn't happen. But no, I, I, I got to listen at work. Um, it was fun. Uh, I was screaming at all the goals, all the action that was going on. People were coming in, uh, you know, making sure that I was OK because they heard a, a weird noise that normally doesn't come out of my room. So just to make sure I wasn't falling and freaking out, shout out to my coworkers that care.
0: <laughs> I thought I thought that some of the funniest things that were happening in that, first of all, I told my, my six-year-old he could stay up to watch the Bruins, and then they kept not either canceling the, you know, like pushing the game or not. I'm like, okay, all right. And like, he's like, eh, you know. Um, but I thought that it was funny watching Twitter from the teams, like when Carolina was like, NHL not to tattle, but we were supposed to have an eight o'clock start time and they won't get up
2: our <laughs> Yeah, right. that, yeah, and that was funny.
0: NHL responded permission to stay up past bedtime or no permission to stay up bed past bedtime granted or something like that. And it's like wait your turn, hey. And then they had like, the Canes had, t- like, I hope you have your coffee ready, right? Because we still didn't know the game was getting canceled or whatever. And the Blue Jackets sent a cup of coffee. I just thought that was hilarious. It's like, <laughs> stop being selfish and score a goal. We're nice.
2: trying. Nice. That was
0: funny. But the funniest one was when Vegas was like, dear Flames and Stars, thank you for respecting our ice time or whatever our start time. You're welcome. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. But anyways, that brings us to first game was Wednesday morning, 11 a.m. What do you want to do? Want to run it down?
2: Uh, I I really do. How do you want to handle this? I don't know. Uh, Let's let's go by you because I really didn't get to see that game. I haven't had time to even watch the replay. So I did listen to it on on the uh, on um on the radio. So
0: that's my favorite place to listen to it. You know that. Love them. Well, anyways, we won three to four in OT. And that's what started a whole other thing of, please don't go in and to overtime. You know what I mean? Like the other teams I'm like, let's play until Philly gets bumped until the next day. Let's just mess up the whole schedule from here on out and watch the producers' heads explode. <laughs> but um, we like, whatever, there was a lot. I thought that it was the one of the first games that the Bruins looked like the Bruins and hur- the Hurricanes are a great team. So it was like, we I just mean for us, it we finally had pressure in the offensive zone. Like we hadn't you know, the neutral zone looked better. We were hitting Nordstrom is like a block. I thought Adam McQuaid was on the ice. So many shots he was throwing himself in front of the last couple games. Like, whatever. But anyways, pasta scored. Pasta's only played that game. We'll talk about that maybe a little bit later, but he scored from Mashi and Bergeron. Good for them. They need to get something going. And that was a good little ego boost. That was in the first. Charlie Coyle unassisted in the second. Karichi from Kasha and McAvoy in the third. And Bergen got the OT winner uh, from Pasta and Mashi, where Pasta may or may not have injured himself celebrating. I don't know. You don't like the crazy rumors that are out there, right? Yeah. Um, anyways, but um, I thought it was pretty good. We had 40 shots on goal. I mean... And there were so many times, like, this second line has been buzzing all week. And there are so many goals that they should have scored. Now, I know people are like, eh, hey, you, you do have to bury it. But you can be on Jake DeBrusque. But you can't act like Jake DeBrusque isn't trying to get the puck in the net or trying to do something. Because that line has been consistently flying and in the face. They've been doing great in the neutral zone. You know what I mean? It's not – a couple – last week it was like a lot of, like, dump and chase hockey, which is the worst, most boring hockey you could possibly watch. This week, it looks like a hockey, which is good because Caroline is good and you can't sit back anymore. But I thought it was a lot better. Uh, power play was still sucky. You wouldn't like to watch that. It was, we were 0 for 4 on the power play, but we blocked 30 shots. Giveaways was still atrocious though. We gave away a lot of those. But overall, I was like, oh, wow, my team's starting to show back up. Like, you know, good. Good yeah. on that, Tuka. I didn't write down how many saves Tuca had, but I mean, he didn't, he looked all right at night. Like, you know, I didn't think particularly anything egregious. Uh, But that was the game in which there was the, personally, I don't think we should have ever had to have Rod Brindamore lose his shit, but that's because I don't think there was anything to challenge. That's my opinion of what I saw. And I understand some people feel my way. Some people feel Brindamore's way. Uh, Showy just, I mean, everybody knows what he said, but he- it's interesting to me. I'm confused, and this is just me. I don't, I don't know if you saw the replay of the, like, controversy goal or whatever. Oh, yeah. He had, he had when Mar- had, whatever.
2: When Mraz covered so, the puck?
0: I don't think. I, I don't think that he had control of the puck enough to blow the whistle because they okay. always give goalies. This is my personal opinion. And, again, I'm not an expert. This is a very strange situation to me because, for me, what I saw was the call on the ice was good goal. What I saw was the puck get knocked down, go off a defenseman's elbow. It went down. Morazic grabbed it but kind of slid past it. But he was like a little in front of the crease. He wasn't, you know, but I didn't see anyone on top of him besides just people were around. And like this idea that he got hacked up. Now, maybe it did get poked out. But if he doesn't have possession and there's no whistle, they're allowed to do that.
2: Play it to the whistle. Play it to the whistle.
0: Then it got buried. That's what I saw. I thought it was a good goal. Because I, I, I thought, if anything, it might have been a hand pass. But then on the replay, you could see it go off the elbow. Mrazik touched it. It was like, oh, so that's not a hand pass. Right. What I do think is messed up of what Rob Brindamore says is true is that the refs kind of came to him and said, challenge. What do you want to challenge? He I mean, I don't want to quote all of it. He went on a rant. He basically is like, these fucking refs suck. This was a crime scene. I, okay, we might have lost it a little too much. I agree, though. I totally respect Rob Brindamore and... I do think the refereeing sucks, but I haven't seen anything so egregious both ways. It's like it always is. One game, one team gets away with murder and the other, you know. Yeah. Um, but I can also understand if his guy is saying he thinks it's this, the ref's that, and like Rob Brindamore, they have to challenge something, and then you put him in a position he's choosing the wrong thing when he doesn't even know what he should be chal- It was just weird. I didn't even think there needed to be a challenge, but I can also see where, you know. I don't know. Everyone who's talking seems to think something different. I don't know, but uh well,
2: when but, he when he called the league a joke, I, I immediately immediately knew that that was going to be finable, and it was twenty five k. Yeah,
0: and then some for in case he does it again, which I'm pretty sure. The funny thing about this is that no one asked him about it at the press conference. And he sought out Sarah Sivian and a few other people to like, be like, oh, you want some quotes? Because like, Moore had it in his head. He knew he was getting fined and he was finding which way that he could have his voice heard because he wanted to still be heard. Yeah, he did. He called it a joke. Something, I don't think it was goaltender interference because I think he had plenty of room to work, but I'm also not a goaltender, but looking from any angle I saw, I did. I, but again, that's just me. And it's not because I'm a Bruins fan. I can swear or whatever. I swear on Tory Krug that... <laughs> If that had happened to, like, it happened, you know, whatever, to Tuuk or whatever, I would say the same thing. Carolina, there was no, you know, whatever. Like, it sucks, but, yeah, I would say it was a good goal, even if it was the opposing team. So I'm not being a homer bias. I don't do that. Trust me, I'll be mean to my own team just as bad as I will anybody else's. But um, that is weird, though, if they're, like, pick something. But upstairs, because I thought the whole thing that was funny, because the call on the ice was good goal. That was the call on the ice. So, like, how, why the ref ever went over there? Because it did appear, it didn't look like Brenda Moore had called him over. It looked like the ref went over to him to initiate the, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, he lost his mind. The league's a joke. This is a crime. I mean, he's, I've got, like, a page of quotes from Rod the Bod. But, uh, basically, he has $25,000. The Canes paid is fine, I'm sure. And now, uh,
2: did you went, hear, did you hear what the Canes did? They went over the fine that was supposed to be uh, I think it was in cents so if it was 25,000 they gave them 25,017 cents which was, was his retired number
0: yeah that's just <laughs> funny it's just funny to me but that's what the two that, that was, was weird to me there was no whistle on the ice I didn't personally see anything like I can I mean I can see why as a coach you would want to th- you know what I mean like it makes sense that you might go but it's Like, are the referees gotten so bad that they're literally like, I don't know, man. I mean, what do you think? Was that goaltender? That's weird. It's just weird. Very weird. But yeah, maybe you shouldn't call the league a joke. Although I don't disagree with you. Officiating oftentimes is an embarrassment when it comes to the league. I'm just not sure this is the call. That's the embarrassment. What it would be embarrassing is if the ref literally went over to him like, Hey man, I think you should challenge. Yeah. Like, you know, what do you like, want? What do you sure want us to do here? here?
2: Can you yeah. make up a can you make up our minds? <laughs> but even
0: more fucked up is if they did review it upstairs and they said he had possession, then it shouldn't have been a goal. So now I don't know if when he was explaining it, maybe he said they said he didn't have possession, but he came out of he had possession. So that's what right. Rod heard, and that's why for two more periods and you know, whatever he was festering and festering.
2: That's crazy.
0: That was weird all around. That was weird, 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 weird. situation, but whatever. They're going to survive. Game two, did you get to watch that Thursday night? I didn't get I to watch did.
2: that. I did. I did watch that game Thursday night, and that was a very, very good game, in my opinion. Uh, it just seems that this Bruins team gets better and better as they move along, as these games start to count. It seems like they're starting to care a little bit more, and they should. So, um, yeah, I, it was a... Uh, it, I thought it was a decent game. I mean, the, the results, you know, it, it, that's, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I hate Dougie Hamilton.
2: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of se- myself, but. Um,
0: I was screaming, uh, someone bury it in the empty net so he doesn't get the game-winning goal. That's what I was saying to Carolina. That's sad, but that's where I was at. Please don't make this loss come at his hands.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, it's a, that's a tough one. Um, You know, the series is now tied. I mean, at that point, at this point. So, I mean, I still thought it was a decent game. I just think that uh, we did have a power play goal, right? Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't believe no, two it.
0: Two for three on the power play. Couldn't
2: believe course. it. You know that that's starting to show up. That's really good. The power play is concerning for me moving forward because it just almost seems like they have that. Um, the movie Hoosiers, uh, eleven passes before a shot mentality, and I, I mean, you got to bury it. You know, some of these guys they're just they're thinking way too fancy, and it's just really frustrating to see when you have a lane to shoot and then you, you just don't do it. As um, many pucks on net in the playoffs as you can get. Let's see what happens. Uh, but uh, making those perfect passes, some of these perfect passes and looks are getting picked out in the lane. So it's just. It's kind of maddening, but anyway, um, it was a decent game. I mean, obviously, the the turnout wasn't the greatest for everybody, but, you know, it is what it is.
0: We still had the advantage in face-offs, which is good, and we had 43 hits, which is good because we need to be physical because Caroline, they, well, whatever, they've got a great back end. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're definitely comparable, uh, but – I mean, we knew this would be a good matchup, right? Because yeah. Ann Carolina is a lot more like us this year than they were last year. You know what I mean? Like they're yep. a little settled down. I think Justin Williams, right? He came in for that game, the captain, Justin Williams, who came back like 12 seconds or whatever before the season stopped and then started to play. But um, after the game on Thursday, also, boys, stay out of the box. We're getting a lot of oh, stupid penalties this God, week. terrible. General comment, sorry.
2: Anders Bjork, what are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry, that was yesterday.
0: Yeah, that was we'll get to that after, but I thought that maybe we could um talk about Thursday. Now, these were the original Tuca comments, these are from Thursday when they asked him about blah 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 or whatever. And he's uh, you know, trying you're trying to play hard as you can in the best of seven series, that whole thing. And he was talking about how it doesn't feel like playoff hockey, there's scrums or whatnot, you know, when there's fans cheering for it against you, basically, whatever. So he did kind of sound like he was bitching a little, but if you listen to him give the actual statement as opposed to look at it on paper in quotes, it doesn't sound like, oh, I don't care to be here kind It was more of like a guy who's just saying he's having a hard time getting into it because of the noise. But he certainly is not, he's saying in it, I think, in his candid tuca way, but it made everyone lose their minds. Now I had posted, cause this is what I believe. I, I don't, I, I don't appreciate that mindset just cause you are my goaltender, but I'm not hating on you. A lot of people, because everybody else is getting up and figuring out how to pretend to make the noise in your own head. Maybe we can put them some headphones in there or something, you know, kind of thing.
1: Was what <laughs> the I was last
2: Metallica or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just like put in like friggin' seriously. I I like the Ride the Lightning is my favorite album. I don't know what Tuca's favorite is. I feel like he might be a kill-em-all guy, but that's all right. Uh, but yeah, so everyone freaked out, right? So you had the like super Tuca haters just lose their shit. Like, tw- this is why I've never been on social media. I'm seeing the best and worst this week. Oh, yeah,
2: welcome aboard. And
0: uh, <laughs> trying to not, I mean, I know I have a big mouth, but I also don't want to get sucked into toxic environments. So I just say, I'm not mad Tuka can feel the way he is, and yes, I appreciate him being candid, but I don't want my goaltender to kind of have that mindset. And if he is, I would prefer if he, you know, just, at the time I was thinking if that's how he feels, maybe let Yarrow go in, give him a day, because we all know Tukes a little better when he, but if you listen to him, it wasn't as like dramatic as it looked in quotes. Either right. way, I don't think it was. This goes back to Rob Brindamore, Just because you can say it sometimes, like, not having a filter is good, but sometimes we have to know, me, I have this problem daily, when to just go, mm, but I'm not gonna quite say that, you know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, were you upset about that, about Tuca's comment? How did you feel about Tuca's Thursday comments about the exhibition? Did you feel he was being, I don't wanna say whiny, or whatever, you know, you saw it, like everyone's reaction breaking out. Cause then you have the hyper Tuca defenders to which I feel like you stayed pretty neutral because you do lo- you know. But how did you feel a Thursday when you saw, you know, the bits of Tuca's presser?
2: I've all, you've, you've known, and the listeners, they've all known that I'm a huge Tuca Rass fan, but there's, there's things that you say, and there's, you know, there's things that you don't. And unfortunately, uh, the way my mind thinks is, what, is every time he says something, I immediately go, what is Twitter going to think? And and exactly it was right. As soon as it came out, bam, you look online and it's like, oh my god, this guy doesn't care. He shouldn't be there. Blah, blah, blah. I hate him. Trade him, this and that. It's like, but you know, when you're asked a, about a feeling and how you're how you're reacting to this bubble situation and, and where you're playing and if this fans in the stands or not, you know, you should be able to answer that appropriately. And I think he did but I still wouldn't have said something like that because it just, it this just sets a bad tone uh, throughout Bruins nation. Um, but I get that he was, he was very up to it and he wanted to mention it. So, but like I said, it just set, set off a, a bad dumpster fire of, uh, of trash talk about him and so on. Um, so I don't know. It's just one of those situations that, you know, some people aren't comfortable. This is August. It's, it's, you know, this, these are supposed to be times that the uh, NHL shuts down and people will be with their families. I get that they've been with their families for four and a half months and so on, but this is very unorthodox for a lot of people in the NHL that are participating in these uh, return to play games and the 2020 NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. So um it's for, for me, it's just, you know, he said it, he said it, it is what it is, but I wasn't certainly going to jump on the bandwagon and show my frustration for him. Um, so that's, that's that.
0: Well, that's what I said is just, I just, I mean, I don't want that to be a mindset, but I also know Tuka isn't someone who's going to pretend like he's, you know, I mean, nope. as sure as I know that Trotz isn't going to answer any question at a press conference, he doesn't feel like I know Tuka. if you ask him a question, but at this point i do sometimes want him to i think also too i think it was one of the nhl reporters in the bill that was doing the discussion with him. so it's not like he was on the like you're on the screen kind of me where maybe you like you'd be more conscious because you see all the boston media guy you know what i mean you're a little more you know how everyone is i mean that's partly why he's still here i think is because he Knows when to let it go, but I also get concerned with him because I do feel like he internalizes a lot of things too, which is just some people's personalities, you know, and it's not that, but I wasn't worried about Tuca. Like, okay, it's whatever. He lost the game. Now you're asking him. He's being truthful. I just, I'm having a, basically saying I'm having a hard time, like feeling like in the zone because I don't feel like it's quite that, which again, I think is a little weird because there is good hockey game going on in front of you, you know? Oh yeah. I could feel that way when it was the, Columbus in the exhibition games, but no, and that was something that I think part of the reason everyone jumped on him is because the week before we kept hearing from the team who was frustrated, always losing through exhibition and, you know, the round Robin keeps saying, well, when the real playoffs get here. So I think that's partly what set people off when they heard him say that is it seemed like everyone else maybe had started moving past that feeling. And then Tuca was just vocalizing something that probably a lot of guys feel, but they just, you know. Hockey players are good little soldiers and they march on, you know, so that's fine. So Friday, everyone was mad at Tuca about those comments. And then about 1030 yesterday morning before the start of game three, Tuca puts out a statement saying that he wants to be here with his teammates competing. But at this moment, there are more things, there are things more important in hockey in my life. And that's being with my family. I want to thank the Bruins and my teammates for their support and wish the team success which started a whole different Tuca meltdown. Ironically, some of the same people who spent 12 hours on Twitter the day before bashing the shit out of Tuca are now his biggest defenders, or vice versa, right? (laughs) Scary. How did you feel? I, like I said, my phone's been stupid. I did text you like, uh, are you all right? Cause this is, again, I think everyone was a little, sh- the sports hub hockey show was art. They were like talking on the radio and it was like literally an hour before the game when all of a sudden it's like, um, I guess Yarrow is starting game three. Like that's the
2: way yeah, it, was, it was. It was, um, a, 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 I'm going to say a rude awakening because I was just like, wow, what is going on here? Um, you know, you go from these statements on th- after Thursday's game to hearing about this, it was like, you know, what are we going to do? I know we have a very valuable and viable um, backup in, in Yaroslav Halak. So I, I you know, I, I wasn't overly worried about that, but more or less I was just worried about him and what's going on in his life, uh, opposed to what, you know, what could have happened on the ice if, if he played. Um, Timing for me was a little off. I I know that 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 is one uh, hate point that people get triggered to. Um, But, you know, it's just I got to respect him and his his wishes. So if uh, this is not a comfortable situation for anybody, then he has the right to say so and leave. Um, This was agreed on. This is what a lot of people don't know, that the NHL and the NHLPA – uh, this was one of the things that really held them up uh, at the 11th hour of the, of getting back to work, especially for the playoffs, was that um, what if a player does not feel comfortable in the bubble? What are the uh, reactions or what's going to happen if he wants to leave? And they agreed that nothing will happen contractually, um, but if you feel that you need to leave, you can leave. There's no need for an excuse or anything like that. There was some rumors that it was a family emergency. I don't believe that that is true. From something he
0: said that there was no emergency, yeah. but he yeah. did
2: leave to. Uh,
0: that was what I was going to say. I mean, I I respect Tuka. A lot of people were saying, "Oh, oh, we should have seen this coming because of Thursday." See, like I said, Thursday when he was talking, I just thought it was just Tuka being Tuka. Like I didn't have a feeling that he was like getting out of here. Conversely, I do not think that because people were bashing him on Twitter, that made him want to leave. I think Tuca's been bashed on Twitter, Facebook, sports radio in Boston, in the newspaper, long enough, in the building. You saw Tuca. Yeah. He's heard it all. I think he's a little tougher than that. Um, It was interesting that Sweeney had said that um, he, it wasn't, he said it wasn't an emergency or anything like that. But he wasn't totally surprised either, right? But that can also partly be Don Sweeney knows his players and he knows that Tuca is someone everyone's always like, he's meant like whatever. Well, I don't know if he has actual, like maybe he does have real, you know, like not just like it's a mental thing, maybe he does have a little anxi- and whatever. But I can't, re- can't not respect him. Like it might not even be him, it could be maybe his wife is overwhelmed with a newborn and two kids under five or what also, you know, like. Maybe it's just that, and he needs to go be a father and husband. And I don't think. And then yesterday, of course, it was: is this the last time we see Tuka? I think Tuka Rask is playing his last year of contract, if there's an NHL, at least his last year. I don't disagree that maybe he might want to retire. I do think he kicks around retirement all the time. But it was nice. Tim Thomas came out and said, you know, gave some love and support. You know what I mean? Like because he's been there. Because that was the first thing I thought: is Oh my god, is this? Is this? like the tim thomas moment but with tuka is this the, you know whatever but no i think maybe it's just overwhelming at home and you know whatever he has the right (laughs) priorities and he'll be all right like yeah i'm not worried about having yarrow and that you know what i mean like if our team plays our game we should be fine with yarrow and that and maybe now Vladar can see a little or Vladesh or whatever can see a little action which i know makes some people happy but um the, yeah, I, I just, I don't feel like there's a direct line from Thursday comments to Saturday statement.
2: No, I don't believe so either. I, and going back to the Tim Thomas uh, support, I thought that that was pretty classy of him. Um, but it also was, uh, and uh, the Eagle Tribune wrote an article about it, um, about they reached out to Tim and, uh, and he commented on what was going on and how he feels for him and how he supports him and so on as a former teammate. But then he, 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 the social media garbage. They're always like, oh, well, a real a real goaltender like Tim Thomas wouldn't have done that. And you know, and I'm the one, I'm the de facto guy that just like, hey, Tim Thomas took a whole year off. So yes, he did do something like this. He went to go address certain things that he needed to do, whether it was his head or his family, whatever. He took a whole season off. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. So don't don't come at me with that saying that your favorite goaltender of the past uh, is squeaky clean because he's not. So everybody, everybody has a situation when they need to get better, whether it be mentally or physically, and they have the option to do that as, as a human. I am so sick and tired of seeing people online. He's a quitter. Uh, he quit on his team. Uh, he should have known better. I, the timing's terrible. It's like, you know, come on, you know, it's sports. I get it. It's what you love. It's what you drive drive to to get away from uh any sense of reality but these people are also human and they have choices so to anybody that is trashing him because of his decision just go kick a rock man seriously i mean i've heard so many situations that people come out and defend him and like you know what if somebody that was dealing with covid for the last six months just said listen i can't take this anymore i gotta look out for my family and they quit the job they quit their healthcare job and then they go home to take care of their family. Uh, Where's everybody calling them out? Cause they, no, they're not going to do that. You're not going to do something like that to somebody that's worked so hard in the front line. Don't do it to somebody. That's another human being that's working hard to support his family and so on. And if he wants to be that supportive and go home and be close to them, then he has that God given right.
0: Um, I do think the timing was a little weird though. Like I'm surprised if that, like I said, I don't, But again, we don't know what happened between, like I said, Thursday didn't seem like, hey, Tuca's peacing out. And I do understand that because of Tuca's history, there have been times where I get why some people would be, "Ah, he's like not saying, I don't think you should be calling him quitting, but I can see why maybe, of course, Tuca's doing, I can see that from a fan base and you can't deny why the reasons, you know, maybe. Uh, But you can't, I'm sorry, but he has to take care of his family. Another thing I thought was weird is that Cassidy said that he hadn't talked to Tuca that Don had told him Tuca was, not, was leaving. That seemed a little weird to me because I almost feel like before you're going to talk to your GM and say, I need because you need permission from your team to request to leave the bubble, right? So again, like I'm sure most organizations are going to be reasonable. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to let you leave because you know, your brother's getting married on the third game of the Stanley cup finals. Like too bad guy. He should have replanned it. it's a COVID world, but um, that seemed a little weird to me. But then today Cassie said something like if Tuka can come back, that's something. If the time came, we'd talk to the NHL. Well, when I read through the thing, I didn't really see. Unless there's a family emergency, there really wasn't any like re-entry to the bubble, but. Maybe there's more stuff in the CBA, obviously, because we haven't really read through, you know, the actual contract, obviously. We're not privy to it, nor should we be. We're not employees of the NHL. Uh, We're not in their union. Uh, But that was just the weird thing to me. But an hour and a half later, Tuca no Tuca, we had to march on, right? Game three. Good win. Three to one win
2: yeah excellent game this one it was uh fortunately it was enough to watch it was at an appropriate time uh noon on a Saturday, which is perfect um great I thought it was a good game very fast paced back and forth um goal was good except for that fumble behind the net yarrow what was that boy uh, he was
0: tracking good yesterday though
2: yep and yeah. and you know what I also said um something about the about what happened. Uh, to him and what could prevent something like that in the future hopefully it doesn't happen again but to all goaltenders my idea is to reverse the trapezoid so where yarrow was when he took that puck and, and ma- tried try to make the pass if you're in that zone you should get a, a delay a game penalty now if you want to grow a pair and go outside of that zone and in the martin brodeur area of the ice then go for it, and good luck to you, sir, because it's a little further away. And I think that that mentality or that change in the zones will keep a goaltender in his damn crease and not have situations happen like that. So uh, it it was a small fumble, but he recovered nicely, and the Bruins go up uh, 2-1 to in the series. Mm
0: -hmm. We had 30 shots. That's good. Putting Puck on net. Uh, people seem to be getting, again, uh, Bjork, you got to stay out of the box. You can't take dumb things. There, Lots can, of lazy
2: he, penalties, that kid. Yeah. I'm just like, wow. Not just him. Man. I'm not blaming
0: you. You just had three. I'm just bringing you up. Specifically yeah. Oh,
2: that was a uh, tough one.
0: But, um, Charlie Coyle got himself another goal, right? So Marshawn and Krejci got a couple more points assist in that. Sean Corrali got a oh. little, um, Action with Coyle and McAvoy and Marshawn from David Krejci. David Krejci, as always, the minute the puck drop for the Rail playoffs is David Krejci. Yeah. Like I don't again. What everyone's always on Krejci, but Krejci—that is why Krejci is Krejci. That is why. Look at him. He's like a face-off maniac. He's saying That line is driving. I love him on the power play with Patrice Bergeron. We talked about this. I think last week or the week before because you got two of the smartest thinkers just doing their thing like so no offense pasta i actually kind of like passed it out better on that Se- I, mean,
2: I think the uh the last episode we did we were talking about scoring the front uh the the top line scoring and secondary scoring and boy has that really turned around since we our last discussion
1: yeah they look
0: like a totally new they look i'm not saying they look like the steamroller of much i don't expect them to do but do they look more like the boston bruins absolutely they yep. do uh 35 hits on that one, but the giveaways, at least they were even last game, but like we had just given the puck away too much. That being said, we look so much better on the defensive end yesterday than it was a little rough on game on game two, I think. uh, But we have to stop giving the puck away. That being – I mean, I give Carolina credit. They have a great – you know, for, you know, whatever. Like, it's not that I think that we can play keep away with Carolina. But we have been finding ways, though. Remember, we were worried about how to get behind their defense. We don't seem to be having problems with that. We're having problems burying the puck when we should. That goes back – that's one of Barry's peeves. He's been screaming all week about it. Stop passing the puck and just get it off your stick, <laughs> right? Like, you're not in there. But uh, – That's funny. Yeah, Shout so, out Barry yes that was the thing he's like just shoot the puck and I was like that's what they're missing that's what Tuka needs is people in there going shoot, shoot. <laughs> like, that's that's the whole thing um so yesterday during the game this is when um I mean I so um and uh Chara Chara were just like you know tied up you know whatever like they're nothing egregious. I thought it was just normal, like, you know, when players are pushing each other and it looked like he just turned the wrong way maybe. And it took like the momentum and he took a really bad, his leg did not look too hot going down. Um, We of course do not want any players hurt. We hate seeing that. Uh, A lot of, I mean, I, I didn't see anything that like, that was like jar head like he tried to kill him i feel like maybe it was they were pushing each other and he looked like he they had been and then the whistle was he went to turn and he just a lot of times that's when they hurt themselves right they're skating and all of a sudden they blow out their you know acl yeah. and stuff so I'm typical
2: battle in front of the net and just a bigger guy got the leverage yeah. you know it wasn't yeah. leverage in the point that he was intentionally trying to hurt him or anything like that it was just one of those Weird, freak plays that you see at the top of the crease when somebody's trying to get down low and create havoc in front of the goal, and it just unfortunately it 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 happened like that, and that oh nasty. Yeah, I can't, I still can't good, watch it. And
0: he's an excellent player, and it's gonna oh. hurt for Carolina, especially if they do beat the Bruins and they move on like that. Sucks. That's a loss for them. You know what I mean? He's a great player. He's been playing awesome. Um, him and Aho, you know, being two of their big powerhouses up there in the front end. Um, of course people, people have opinions about it and people are going on and on, like, you know, like I said, from like, Chara tried to kill him. if it was Montreal, they would have called the police and got an investigation <laughs> started or whatever. Um, but that brings us to Jack Edwards. Can we talk about Jack Edwards?
2: Sure can. Jack sent out a tweet, um, during, or was it during or after the game?
0: Um, I am not exactly sure. I didn't see it when he had sent it out, but I also, like, I don't sit there on both. Like, if I'm watching a game, I watch the game, and then I just, like, glance. I saw it because someone had retweeted what he had tweeted, and then I saw that he had sent it out. Uh, Do you have it up? Do you want to read it, or do you want me to read it?
2: You can do it. I don't have it up right now.
0: Okay, so Jack Edwards had tweeted, again, I, I think it was after he got hurt, so I'm not quite sure when, but wrote, what NBC hasn't shown yet regarding the unfortunate injury to Seveshnikov. Now Jack Edwards defenders will just stop there. He said the unfortunate injury, sorry. The Carolina wing playing hobby horse riding chara on the back apron of the goal. You poke the bear, you take your chances. No one wants to, wanted to see Seveshnikov get hurt but he bit off more than he could chew. <laughs> I
1: can't,
0: I can't what Jack Edwards. For everybody yeah. out there, if you haven't heard me say it before, I don't love Jack Edwards the way that everybody else does. I tolerate Jack Edwards because I do know he loves this team and he's the New England boy. But trust me, Canes fans, if I could oust Jack Edwards, I would. Because I, this is why, and I talk about it all the time if Jack Edwards was just use his talky brain, and talk, he would not say stupid shit. But because Jack Edwards is a caricature, so basically because NBC had the game, Jack Edwards was probably pacing around doing the whole game himself because he does that. Okay, whatever, he wants to stay in game form. Okay, guy, you're done calling the games after this round anyways, fine. But what you're not allowed to do, because God knows if it was on Ness and he would have said this shit on air, it would have just popped out there. They say before you press send, right? put it down and walk away and reread it like yeah. do i want it because once you put it out there what happens is you get verbally bitch slapped. so again now Twi- bruins twitter is in an uproar half of them are like off jack edwards like me like jesus people already hate bruins fans for a reason you do not help our cause you just <laughs> don't i think I think that is a dick thing to post and I don't know who, it maybe it was Matt Kalman, I don't know, don't quote me, so sorry if it wasn't you Matt, but he just uh, kind of like the appropriate response would be, gee, I hope he's okay, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, again, I appreciate your passion, but this goes back to, I need to have some kind of filter from someone who doesn't have a big filter. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, right. I I, I to say usually whatever comes into my head, but when I am at work, I cannot tell a customer to fuck themselves, can I? <laughs> even if that's what I'm thinking, I have to think. Sure, absolutely, we can do that for you, even though. Yes, I'll get you extra barbecue sauce. Yeah, you get baby. So, anyways, um, I don't know about you, and I know I'm biased against Jack Edwards. I just can't. Like, like I said, my dream would be if they could put Brick and Beersy together and just let them call the game. But oh. I know we can't do that because of whatever. But the worst thing is he just laughs it off like, oh, because I got a big, you know, something old Brick. Oh, someone had asked him, like, why he wasn't on the post game?" He's like, oh, because Brick's the analyst and I'm just the big mo. The fact he thinks it's funny. He says things like this and never, and this isn't the first time I could pull up a dictionary of stupid Jack Edwardisms. Okay. Don't, I'm still pissed off about a stupid revolutionary war friggin' rant from like five years ago. Please stop making the Bruins look bad. You make yourself look bad. You've had a 20 year career and you're going to what? Like look like a joke on why? Like And like I said, even worse would have been if he said it on national broadcast or something, you know? It was probably
2: high. So
0: I guess that's my (laughs) other anger rant for this week. Shut up, Jack Edwards. The funny thing is everyone's always telling Mike Milbury to show up. At least Mike Milbury is Mike Milbury. This guy like thinks he's like William Shakespeare with a hockey mic in front of him. Like you're not, okay? You're not as witty as you think you are. When I hear the term juicy rebound, I want to involuntary vomit all over everything because that is the most overused and stupid saying that's ever, it was good the first time, okay? Yeah. Like it's like a comedian who doesn't
2: know Keystone when to let the
0: Yeah, like just, I can't, Jack Edwards. Just do your job. It wasn't your job to call the game yesterday, so we don't need. As a matter of fact, the Carolina Hurricanes responded, Hey Jack, shut up. We didn't need your opinion or something like that. Should have left that one
2: in the drafts.
0: (laughs) That's great. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, just, I mean, can I do, I do have to say, the Carolina Hurricanes media, whoever is in charge of their social media, is so great. Like some of the teams have we're not the Bruins, like no offense to the Bruins guys. We're not as fun as the other teams, but I think the Bruins were just not really that fun. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> like we're an old school team. Like sometimes we are fun, but we never. We're just like kind of an old school organization. Sorry, that's my rant. What do you think about Jack Edwards? Jack Edwards, should you sometimes just shut up and stop being Jack Edwards? You need to separate the Jack Edwards over here from the Jack Edwards over here.
2: I, I mean, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And, and you know, he does use the platform uh, to for his ability to spew whatever it is, whether I agree with it or not. But yeah, I mean, just, we don't need any anything more to make this team look worse than it is um, with everything that's going on. I'm not saying the team is playing bad or when they're in the dumps and so on. It's just a, a lot of the, there's so much negative stuff that's going on in the past 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever. And uh, th- that certainly didn't help at all. But um, yeah, just make the team look good. You know, you're supposed to represent, you You got a contract with a pretty big production company called Nesson. So um, that's not a very good representation, I believe. But, you know, to each their own, I guess that uh, if you have a pedestal like that, and you're and an American, and you're, you know, you can do whatever you want, I guess.
0: All I'm saying is if Jeremy Roenick had said that, Jeremy Roenick would have got fired, okay? Yeah. Like, because it would have been treated the same as his inappropriate whatever right. thing from the Chicklets. Um, yeah, I just, I don't want to be embarrassed by Jack Edwards. I just don't. And you are, no offense, because you are our broadcast team. You are a reflection of the Bruins and their fan base. And I, I think that sometimes... So, like, Mike Milbury has been a national presence in hockey for a long time. So, like, he's well-known in all the other fan base. But most other fan bases could care less about Jack Edwards, right? So, sometimes when you're always around the people who like and support you, you don't think about how you might come across. And I'm not saying you have to care. Maybe Jack doesn't care, okay? And you cannot care. But... I do think at this, you should be more professional than that sometimes. Like everything doesn't need a witty barb from Jack Edwards. Again, I like know. maybe just say, ooh, ta- you know, you tangle with Chara. be careful, hope you're all right. You know, or something like that would have been way different than two paragraphs of, rah, 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 and like I can, the thing that makes me mad, mad too is I can like see him like, rah, 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 <laughs> at least like, I don't like anybody who's too into being their own selves. Okay, like this is part of the reason why like, superstars that are divas they're like a turn off because you know they're just like that not, like you have your stage personality and you have your whatever but i feel like this man's has fused together and he can't separate them right <laughs> all right i'm sorry i wasted too much of my life on jack edwards God. that's all right
2: that's all right but you know what you cannot waste time on is the great folks up at the store next door uh we're going to take a quick break we're going to hear from the great folks at store next door.ca. They make awesome, awesome stuff uh, with, with recycled equipment. These are uh, special needs people and they, they, they work hard to sell this stuff and they, and in turn, the profits get turned around and, um, and uh, they get a paycheck for doing it. So uh, please listen to this commercial. Go check out the store nextdoor.ca. It's a Yarmouth, Nova Scotia company. And uh, they're awesome. And we love them and we love supporting them. We love buying stuff for them. We, we do have some items for our, our Patreon giveaways that we're going to be giving out uh, soon or later once the, we find, figure out an itinerary when we're going to start the next season. So we will be doing that quite quickly. So get on board. But anyway, let's hear from them and we'll be right back.
1: There's a lot of people with disabilities that can't just go out and find a job. So we set out to create a business to fill those needs, one stick at a time. We don't accept can't here. Everyone here learns in different ways, but we wanna give everybody every opportunity to find exactly what works for them. There's nothing better than when a customer buys something and then one of our employees say, I made that. They have meaningful lives and build things they can be proud of and get a paycheck for it. I'm Amy Acker and we change lives one job at a time.
2: Hey everyone's fans, welcome back. We just heard uh, a great little commercial from the store next door up in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. Go check them out. They make some awesome stuff. So, so happy to be working with them. But anyway, we're back. We're going to get bouncing around a little bit with some general topics, but we do want to touch on and uh, sell, send well wishes to former Boston Bruins head coach, and Stanley Cup champion, Claude Julien. Uh, it was reported. What day was it, Heather, that it was reported that he was having chest pains in the Toronto bubble and immediately went to, I believe it's St. Thomas Hospital in Toronto?
0: Yeah, I think it was, um, it was, I don't remember when their game one was. Actually, I have the thing. I can look. But it was after their game one versus Philly, he was having chest pain. So that was on Monday the, or Wednesday the 12th. So, um, yeah, so I guess he was having chest pains and he was advised to go to like a doctor outside of the bubble kind of thing. He had surgery, got a stent put in uh, and has been, he's gone home to be with his wife thought Cassidy it was classy for him to start his press conference that you know saying how you know and get his game two press con you know because that's when we knew like whatever what had really happened you know sending out thoughts from the organization and from himself you know what I mean and out to there um I know personally I was a little upset I love Claude Julian anybody who knows me knows I love Claude Julian um that's not my Cassidy thing like you know <laughs> they're independently right. aware of each other but um Claude Julian's done a lot for hockey as a coach. He was a player back in the day. You know, uh, I've I've enjoyed some of the old school pictures of Coach Claude coming out this week with like his, uh, the Quebec Nordiques
2: uniform and yeah, so on. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Um,
0: But no, in all sincerity, Coach Julien, you're probably not listening to us, and that's fine. I don't expect you to. You're a busy man, and now you're recovering. But we hope that everything's all right. You know, and uh, if anything. You got this team in this freaking playoff, a team that shouldn't have been there. You downplayed all the naysayers that said that you could not win that series, and you guys did. And your team is playing great, and hopefully, step in. The thing I thought was the weirdest is what's his Bergevin? That's their GM, right? Yeah. It's like, and also you have to understand he doesn't speak French, so whatever. The French Canadians still have this weirdo thing about their coach. Like, give it a break, okay? Give it a break. Long ago, Montreal stopped being – you're not the 1950s Canadians, okay? Like, you got to let it go. Also, you're not getting Alex Lafreniere or whatever. So, (laughs) I'm just saying, like, that seems like the stupidest thing to have to say during a press conference about your coach having a potential heart attack. I'm just –
2: yeah yeah sorry
0: we'll definitely send in an interpreter
2: definitely well well wishes to him on on getting better um I, I don't even know if the report to come out that if is if he's gonna even try to come back so they
0: just said the remainder he the remainder of the series yeah
2: that's what that. I was reading too. I didn't hear the remainder of the playoffs, so uh, that opens up a few doors of speculation if he's gonna make an attempt to come back.
0: I guess maybe they're just seeing if Montreal can get out of the series, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would think given so. his agent,
0: also cardiac's weird. We don't know exactly what that is. It's not totally out of the blue for a sixty-year something-year-old man. What's he like, sixty-seven? I mean, Claude's yeah, not I young. Yeah, so.
2: No, he's not. Uh,
0: or whatever. Maybe he's not quite that old. But um, also, some people get stints put in there perfectly fine, and that helps the situation Uh, but i would say that being a hockey coach in the stanley cup playoffs is probably the high stress situations one is advised to it sure whatever but i guess it would be wait and see right if they make the second round
2: well i'll tell you something i'll tell you something right now it must be real comforting for him to be home or or where he was and knowing that they that montreal pounded the crap out of uh, philly five to nothing yeah. um that was just uh you know that's an inspirational win right there and you know we'll see what happens this is a tough one that's a tough series for me because the fact is that i don't want montreal to move forward but i also don't want philly to move forward because i think montreal is a little easier path if we have to see them uh in future rounds um uh, philly philly's um very nervous for me very nervous for me just be uh, that's a hard grinding team that's uh, packed full of offense uh, when they when they can use it they didn't certainly do it on that night but uh yeah so anyway
0: well we'll see how they bounce back because that's the first time that they've been punched in the face like that because they had a great round robin they you know they've i mean philly has been playing hot hockey since like january or whatever you know and then mm-hmm. even with the layoff they came off like there was no layoff
2: what um, was it what was it the bruins beat uh them the first time in 12 games that was the last game of the this this series season yeah, back in that march was our
0: last the tuesday the 10th of march yep
2: the i last think it might have been game.
0: 10 and we stopped their streak or something like that i can't remember yeah something they like, they like 10 at twelve. Like. yeah they were like on fire though yep um i don't know i personally think montreal can take that series and then i guess just hope columbus takes them out right because who do we – do we face the, whoever – the Islanders probably if we go on, right? Yeah. Is that I would how think it
2: I think so. I, I, I'd have to look at it and study it up a little bit, but
0: – I don't know. It's so weird. I don't know. we had not playing Toronto in the first round. I'm so confused. What even happens in hockey when you don't play Toronto?
2: I know. I know. It's like 2020. It's all messed yeah. up.
0: It's got my head all in a bunch. But anyways, we just wanted to – that was my mistake. Even though it's my list, I can't follow my own directions. So no, no, it's just um, a,
2: just wanted to make sure that we got it in the show somewhere that show our respects for the guy that literally, uh, you know, got my got my tattoo.
1: Yeah,
2: you know, because it was yeah. the very next. So it was it two days after I made the appointment and got it done? So thanks, Claude, for orchestrating a a fantastic lineup and brought uh, the Stanley Cup home after thirty nine years and my first. That's why I got the tattoo so yeah i want to get another one
0: he's one of the few coaches that lasted in boston usually coaches here's I I even joke
2: he was a (laughs) 10-year he was he was literally 10-year coach yeah or maybe nine or 10 or something like that no it was
0: it was 10 years yeah and um what i was joking with you one day about how this is cassidy's like do or die year because coaches in boston here here two to three years (laughs) Oh, and then mm. they go away. Usually one to two years, maybe three if they can no. stomach you, I, if the fans turn on you sooner.
2: I, I think we've gotten past the days Eagles. of – um of what's his name? The mustache. Dave Lewis, mm. Robbie Fatorik, uh Steve Casper. Um, who else was a coach that did not stay here long? Ryan um, Stutter.
0: everyone. Know who I still want to throw up every time I see? Mike Keenan. I do. Oh. never – was no he, offense, Mike He wasn't Keenan. a
2: Bruins coach, was he? He was a year. Are you serious? I remember this. because. Oh, I, my God. How did I forget this? Oh I think God.
0: so. Unless I'm thinking of somebody different, I just think it's Mike Keenan because that era of guys all have the same hockey mustache. But I thought it was Mike Keenan that I was like, this is yeah, a guy.
2: I don't know. I have to, I'm going to have to look that one up. <laughs> Google it. I Google it.
0: What am I, a walking encyclopedia? But – especially when we were teenagers and this team was kind of like inexplicably good and bad at the same time for a very long time yeah look it up Bruins coaches go down I am I am (laughs) name some name some people it was yeah
2: oh my god how do I how did I forget that did he even did he last
0: (laughs) no that's why I'm I just remember. Did I come
2: in for a game and get and fired he afterwards?
0: Was miserable, like the most uh, miserable human being on the bench. Like, no wonder people oh hate you. I've heard uh, some
2: stories of him coaching over in the KHL, and I heard he's a dink.
0: Yeah, oh, like, he's so he didn't bad. Look very warm and fuzzy. Well, I, he must fit in there because I heard that's not the most warm and fuzzy league going.
2: I can't believe I didn't know that.
0: Russians are warm and fuzzy in a different way. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who cares? They gave us vodka.
2: Let's um, no. not talk bad about them because we'll get uh, we'll have a, a um, what do they call that? Mob. A hit? A hit put on you?
0: Put on you? Yeah. You don't want to end up in a Russian gulag? That doesn't I'm, sound fun, Mark. I'm cool. Vlad's not coming after me. I have his autobiography on my shelf because nice. dictators fascinate me. I mean, sorry, democratically elected officials. You know, wink, wink. <laughs>
2: okay all right where are um, we going now Heather? all right
0: that being said let's i just thought i don't know like we kind of run through things see this is why you don't want me up in hyper because then i'm like <laughs> let's just roll through it but um let's just kind of do a general reflection we've played three games now it's been a very long week like i said it's been such a long week i totally forgot about mike Milberry's crazy like overtime suggestions you're know, well, not suge- they weren't crazy because i think we we all agree. We, but we all agree. We hate the shootout. I don't know anyone who wants that. But whatever. I was surprised for Mike Milbury. He's an old school hockey guy. I feel like he's the exact dude that likes a, when they have to put the seven period stretch up on the board kind of guy. But apparently not. Um, what's uh, I guess I just like a general reflection. Sorry of um, you know what have you liked? We can talk about individual players. I know you want to talk about Jacks. Did a little bit?
2: Yeah. Um... Kasha coming in is starting to show some 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 decent promise that he's getting a little better every day uh getting back into the lineup so that's that's really good but it's it's the um the placement of jack Stanika moving forward with uh, a player like david Pasternak. and now it's reported from uh head coach. Bruce Cassidy, that it's going to be a 50-50 call for um, Pasternak to get into tomorrow night's game. But I really just wanted to reflect on how the young man uh, with limited NHL experience actually did um, as the top line because uh, it looked like Bjork was getting uh, into the coach's doghouse and and minutes were really limited after that third and final straw on that penalty, that tripping penalty. That was just very lazy. I thought, you know, it was, it was stick and skates. And you, you know, went right in there and, and did it. So, um, But I thought Jack really played well up on that top line and learned a lot with, um, with uh, Bergeron and, and Marshand. so it's, it's going to be interesting on how Cassidy uses him in the lineup if he continues to do so. There was an article by Matt Doloff on 98.5, uh, the Sports Hub, that I, I uh, picked out, uh, I think he wrote that this morning, or it was published this morning, but I uh, said, you know, Jack deserves a little, some more time. And obviously with the, um, you know, well, here's a question for you. If, if Pasternak is not 100%, would you want him to get him into the lineup? Or would you want to take a chance and see what Jack can do for another game and, while you to continue to, to wait for um, Pasta to get back?
0: Are you asking me do I think J- Jack Nikish should get another game in? Like Yeah, I mean, well, is, the, it's
2: a two-pack question. It's a two-pack question. If if Fastenak's not 100%, yeah. then should he play under 100% or no. no. Okay. So
0: Well, no. What do you think about
2: What do you think about Jack up top?
0: I don't know. I think he's playing well, but I'm not overwhelmed the way other people are seeing things. I think some of that is also still shiny new toy. You know what I mean? Different and like because people around, especially in the beginning, people around him. I like what I see from him. I don't mean that in that way. You know what I mean? But I would still probably feel more comfortable with if he is going to play up. Like I'm not seeing like I think he should be a top line player. That doesn't mean I'm not saying if pasta is hurt that he can't plug-in play up there you know what i mean kind of thing yeah.
2: um well has got to be better up. options than wagner you know i well, i, I was don't know least...
0: wags has been on fire this way also yeah but on
2: the play. fourth line not um, up with uh first i line would minute. think
0: though well that was what i was gonna say is i actually think stadnika looked better what what was he on the third line the other day or something he was down right because yeah was he was down um i think he looks really good there uh i probably just a um Complement to that line do you know what i mean like as opposed to like he should be i don't mean it like oh he should be buried down there i just mean i thought he looked really good there i think though sometimes with him on the top the same things we see with bjork right like he looks brilliant one game and then the next game you're like kid you can't take these kind of tripping penalties in game three you know what yeah. i mean like the critical game three of the player. um I think we've seen Bjork play a lot more, so it's a lot easier to jump on his because we do know how he can play, where Staniki maybe give him a little and should have a little more leeway, not All having right. as much experience. I don't have an issue if maybe you want to keep rotating those two out on the front if Pasta's not ready. So maybe Bjork is in the doghouse. Go ahead and let Stanika slot up there for a game. Um, but if Pasta doesn't come back, say we make the second round and he doesn't play the rest of the series, I'm not comfortable with just leaving that kid there because, again, whether it's pressure or like. I would be more comfortable rotating those two. Do you know what I mean? Because when pasta gets back, Bjork is more likely to be in the actual lineup than Stanika is just because he's one of the quote unquote. I just like to
2: give him the opportunity. The experience is good. Uh, And like I said, I I thought I I thought he did really good um, up there. So, but uh, uh, the the work with coil too, was also commendable, you know, and Charlie said the same thing that the kid just, he's willing to learn and put in the work and do what he needs to do. And he's asking the appropriate questions. So it's the, it's the positive step forwards you want to see out of a developing player. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not that, I am a shiny new toy guy, but I'm not that we need him. We need Jack in the lineup all the time. I do Some
0: people are though.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm not one of those. I, I get, we are to pick and place at a young man's, you know, career. We just can't just all just be on the front line because you're the, you're the next, you're the next one. You still have to prove that you even have going to be the one. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I like the experience he's getting and the, and the more he can get, it's just going to be good for his resume and confidence and so on. But no, I completely understand with you, with what you're saying yeah. when, when things get back to original lineups and so on, injuries are, are you know, somewhat getting better that um, obviously he'll be, probably be the man out now. so uh, Or on a rotation, which yeah, is not – yeah, it I wouldn't think, hurt either.
0: I think it might be more on rotation-based, uh, too, just generally to get him in. Because, I mean, we've had people coming in, right? All of a sudden it was like, oh, Paul home, I forgot about you again. I, I keep forgetting about Par home. I don't mean to. I'm sure you're perfectly lovely. I just don't – like, I just don't. Like, I notice if Wagner's not in the lineup. I don't notice if – I'm not a Lynn huge fan
2: Holmes. of Lynn Holm, but I thought he—he he no, he did looked pretty good. Damn good, yeah. Um,
0: and anybody, the people, and I know you don't love Jakim Nordstrom just in a general sense, right? But that boy's been playing his ass off this week too. He is a yep. blocking maniac. He is doing exactly what his ass should be doing. He's doing every Very year impressive. in the playoffs. We have a couple guys that do their job and do it so fucking well that you start going, "Why don't you do this all the time?" Yeah. Maybe we've been a little harder on you than I think because. We talk about this, though. A lot of times people don't... It's easy to get the attention if you're scoring the goals, or you're, you know what I mean, whatever. But, like, the people who are holding all the little shit together don't get as much recognition. And I think maybe Nordstrom sometimes is that guy, you know what I mean, that you yeah. don't necessarily... <clears throat> really realize how much he's doing on the back or whatever he's doing because he's not burying the puck a lot or getting a lot of assists but he's definitely a team player and he, like I said I had to look and see if Adam McQuaid was on um <laughs> what was I gonna say I was gonna say one more thing about Stanika, though I can't remember what it was oh I guess just generally like I don't think he's hurting the situation being up there and you know I'd much rather have him in the lineup than Trent Frederick or something. Yeah. <laughs> I feel about that. Um, but like I said, I also don't want to hang him out to dry. So I guess if you're going to slot him back up there and maybe take Bjork out or bump Bjork back down on the third, I would do it game four because what's the worst that happens? If he does, like, just have a rough game because Carolina's not – I mean, they're hard competition. I would want him to get some of that experience. I also – game four is still kind of safe, right, because the worst that's happening is that, you know, they might tie it up, but we still have a game five to play either way kind of thing, you know what I mean? Uh, And that might take some, it probably would be more pressure on him if we go up three to one and then he's playing game six, you know what I mean, whatever.
2: Yeah, sure.
0: That to me... It would seem to me to be slot him in there, but yeah, either way, I think him or Bjorky, I think Bjork had a bad day the other day, it was not his, sure, yeah, he sure did um, that was right, not but good. we don 't often see that from him, just kind of like young guy, kind of stupid mistakes, so maybe he was a lot maybe he was affected by Tuca even i don 't know it was inexplicable <laughs> though because he doesn't normally. Like Lauzon gets put in the box. So I remember when he first started playing up a little bit, I was like, guy, you got to keep your ass out of the box. I'm all for being tough and stay like, that's great, but don't be dumb. Don't slash people. Don't, you know, I mean, especially when the ref is right there. I mean, everybody knows that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, who else? What else? So I think that second line is looking awesome. Krejci's floating to the top again to come on yeah. boys. Let's go play all yeah. time. This is I, how you do it.
2: I touched on the Kasha thing uh, a little while ago and I thought that, you know, like I said, he's, he's, I think he's playing a lot better um, and in the creating, I mean, I'd like to see him finish more. That's, that's my biggest thing with him is is he's a good skater. Uh, he's, he's good along the boards. He gets into those grinding areas and so on. But I, m- my thing is I got to finish and you got to help uh, increase that secondary scoring, which I think is getting better, but it's getting better by other point, other people on that line. Great. obviously leading the way with with his, uh, his playoff experience and, and what we know, that, that switch, you know, from going from the regular season right into the postseason switch. Um, but, you know, all in due time, but I just hope that he gets it sooner or later, you know. I think if you put all the tools that Kasha has together and you, you get that finish out of him, he's going to be a really impact player and somebody that, you know, the Bruins might want to stick around after uh, I think he's got one more season or two more years to go. But um, you know who knows? But for now, let's just get pucks on net and uh, and just what keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, they are getting pucks on net. I'm seeing a lot more net front presence and so on. So which is which is which is good. Um, you know, so it's going to be a tough series. And I mean, game four is tomorrow. You know, and and that could be an opportunity for Stenica to get in there too, if uh, if Fastenak's out and so on. But you know. It-
0: is there anything at this point? I mean, obviously everyone can always improve. We're not quite, I think the Bruins, but we're, we look way more like our team. Like we kept saying, what is their identity? They don't even look like themselves. They look like you put 30 people who never met in a room and like just drop them in there. Like they haven't like, you know, like all of a sudden like Carlo and Krug haven't been a defensive pair for three years or whatever. Like what,
1: the, you know,
0: Um, is there anything that you're seeing that I was going to say, there's been a lot more net and they, especially the second and fourth line, they've been putting the puck on that a lot. Um, I guess maybe, I don't know how you're feeling about Jake DeBrus. There's a lot of like hate going on and defensiveness of Jake DeBrus. I think he still struggles to slow it down. I think what Krejci needs to do is figure out how to slow down. Cause Kasha has this, you can tell his mind's working faster or his legs are working faster than what he's trying. He sees what he's trying to do, but he's still, you know, it's like, he's finally, he's getting in the system. He looks all right. Like he's going to be all right within Cassidy's system and stuff. Um, I think that's what for me like I need to see how Krejci can get his wingers to slow down like now DeBrusque we have a winger that can help you out buddy so it's not like me and you and a dog named Boo whoever happens to be playing with us today you know whatever and I do think with Jake DeBrusque he does take on a lot of responsibility and create pressure in his own mind sometimes just like now I don't want him to be discouraged you are putting that puck all over the place kid it's gonna go in don't give up. Like, you know what I mean?
1: I don't,
0: I don't feel, I don't understand why people are hating on them. I don't feel like he's doing dumb mistakes. He's doing the same thing as everyone else waiting too long to get a shot off. Try, you know, maybe trying to be a little too fancy, like you said here and there. Um, But do you think it's warranted like the backlash on DeBrusque? I,
2: I honestly don't believe so. I think that he's still a young man that just commonly makes some, some mistakes or or you know
0: common mistakes for a young guy. Yeah,
2: right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. You know, it's just something to learn from. And and you know, I just I really like that line just for the fact is that Krejci is a slower player, but that's good that's good for a center, believe it or not. Um because it, your center basically sets your tone when you're transitioning, in my opinion. So you have the two forwards in Kasha and DeBrusk up front on your wings. Those guys, you, you, you take if you get the puck, if you're Krejci and you want to transition, you give one of those guys the puck. Let those two go down there and, and, and try to get through the offensive zone, get past that blue line, and then here comes Krejci trailing. You know what I mean? So you're creating layers. So DeBrusk comes in with his speed. Kasha on the right side with his speed. If they can pick their head up and look and find Krejci somewhere in the slot for a big bomb, that'd be awesome. And that's exactly how I like to see it played. But it always doesn't work out like that. So, but I don't know. I just, I couldn't see like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Krejci's just very strange player. I mean, he plays the game very slowly, but it's so effective. You know, if that makes any sense at all. But
0: it's fast at the same time. Yeah. He does physically slow, not just in his own mind, but can slow down a pace. But he's also not the standstill player either. So he's moving or whatever. Like I said, I love him up on the pot like that. Like, I understand, again, why you don't necessarily put them on so you have them both available when you're on a power play. You know what I mean? Everyone can breathe. But just like having that much brain, like, you know, some people are great at playing hockey. They're not great at planning out what's happening five steps ahead. I mean, obviously these are NHL players, so hopefully they're all a little closer to the map, but then some people really do just have big brains and can see all the scenarios and go on. And I think that's him. And I think too, because he's just a steady presence. Do you know what I mean? So that's why I think it's important to leave DeBrusque with him because he is the only constant A that Krejci's had for these few years, but also DeBrusque, you know, and, Being a forward, and I agree with you, like you should be able to be flexible and stuff, but I thought it was bullshit when they put him on the friggin' right side of the third line a couple games ago. Like, are you serious? You've never played him on that right side, ever. Like, and you've been his coach the whole time. Like, you know what I mean? You you have never, even during an injury, asked this boy to play that side. And now suddenly, (laughs) sometimes I feel like, oh yeah, that's going to solve the problem. Again, I'm not a professional coach. That's why he gets paid and I don't. Like, you know, to like coach. Right, right. But um, Mm. I just was surprised by how much, I thought it would be more like, hey, at least, you know, you're, yes, I need you to bury the puck, but I don't think he's done anything anybody else isn't doing, taking too much time. I mean, they're all falling on their asses everywhere, you know what I mean, kind of thing. Oh yeah. I'm just that. Um, I like that we have, we were struggling to get, to play when we were kind of in a tight space. We weren't putting anyone in front of the net. We weren't creating space for passing. That looks so much better the last few games, just being able to be in deep in Carolina and keeping it in deep. No more like just, oh, yeah, they cleared it. Yeah, they cleared it, which is obviously important because, I mean, Carolina's got a good defense. You, don't want, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Go get Hamilton. I
0: hate you. <laughs> um, is there anything that you're tremendously worried about?
2: Chara, Chara, Chara. Chara is my biggest uh, thorn in my side right now. Um, not hating on him. Just wish he'd make some better plays and decisions, t- more timely ones. It's just, it's it's tough to see, and I, I can see he's just, it's almost like he's struggling. I mean, I know he could do much better than me, and I'm just a, you know, big guy with a microphone, but i, I got to see more from him. I get the whole reach and everything like that, but there's got to be more to the game than breaking a puck up. Um, it's, it's, when you get the puck, you need to transition out quickly. That is the biggest thing. And that's one of the biggest parts of the giveaways is if you look back and see that he's got to at least have a small handful in that. And it's just, I just want to see, see it a little better, you know. I get his uh, emotional presence and his leadership, and I, I, I completely understand that not trash another guy or anything like that it's just that is that is something i need to um yeah i mean minute limit your minutes if you haven't if you're struggling i know he's a proud guy and he's he's not gonna he's gonna dislike it if he's being told that but i don't know and i'm not one of those guys that are like dude just retire you know i'm, I'm not that i mean even if he comes back for another year i'm probably still gonna say the same frustrations about it but still You know he is a value in that locker room but i want to see more of it on the ice
0: i think part of the problem is is he's the exact example of how the older players are going to take a little bit longer to get their legs under him like if the bruins get to the third round chara's going to be like shaping up to prime chara playoff form you know what i mean yeah but i agree with you i think i mean obviously charlie mcavoy's been taking on more minutes and this and that but and you certainly don't want to ask someone like Z to sit. You know what I mean? Like that's, you know. But at the same time, we've talked about this over the last few years. You can't also expect him to be Zidane Chara from four years ago. Even though he's a beast and in great shape, like when you're skated, And this goes for a lot of people, right? Our whole team looked like they couldn't get their freaking breath like last week, you know. Um, but if our 23-year-olds are having a hard time getting going, it's to be said, that's not a knock on him. It's not his fault. Like I said, if we make it through this round, I'm sure Chara is going to look a lot better come halfway through the next round, you know, once he gets going, he's going to be a free train. You can't stop. But I agree. I think part of it is, it is a hard one, right? Cause you're in the playoffs. Like you, like we're always like, we need bigger bodies Well, you can't also sit down the biggest fucking body we have. Yeah. But at the same time, if it's going to help Z, especially in say this first round to get a little more rest and get a little, you know what I mean? Cause that dude hasn't taken a maintenance day or anything yet. Like he's the Dano Chari. He gets up and, He's yeah. that dude. First one in, last one out, kind of thing.
2: And he is a warrior, that's uh,
0: for sure. Yeah, you know, so uh, okay, I agree on that. Overall, though, I think defensively, we have looked a lot better in our own end. Like they have been clearing it, and you know, just I was not feeling very happy about our defense at all through the whole entire thing. Right. All right. Um, I think that's good. Um, I mean, what else is there to reflect on, right? We already talked about the actual games or whatever on that. Um the rest of the series. Uh, Tomorrow we play at 8 o'clock. That's game four. We know that. The rest of it's TVD. I think it's weird we have days but not times because, again, you can only play so many games in the rinks and you're only going to have X amount of winners in each rink. uh, Game five is supposed to be Wednesday. We don't know when, but on the 19th game six is thursday as needed obviously these get into that we know we have to play at least five games but game six is as needed and like mark pointed out earlier that would be a back-to-back one would think if we end up playing a back-to-back if carolina wins a game and we're going six games uh which i fully would expect that the series would probably go at least six games um maybe they'll set it up so we get like you know that one o'clock game on the wednesday and then the eight o'clock game on thursday so at least they have Like, uh, as Cassidy said last week, well, you know, it's, you know, it's not really like a big back, actually a back-to-back. There's like 36 hours in between, you know what I mean? Think about playing on Wednesday and Thursday. I'm like, oh, God, people crack me up. I'd be like, what the frig is this? You know what I think is weird, though? Some of these teams, because some people could, like, the caps are almost out, whatever. Tonight, Blackhawks could go home. That's
2: probably why they're all TVD, because they're trying to figure out who's going to be around and who's not.
0: And I get that. But think about it. If So, say Vegas wins tonight. They're going to have the same situation we had last year. They're going to have almost 10 days off, because the next round of games doesn't start until the 25th. Really? Yeah. But oh the, God, ga- dates, the games are already set for their days, so... Yeah, that's weird. That's kind of weird, right? I mean, I guess... But, like, I mean, you have to expect someone can win in four games.
1: Yeah, Like, I don't exactly. know if that was a weird
0: scheduling thing, or... I mean, you got to count. I get you can't take all the equipment and, like, set up the Molly's ring real quick so you can start the Bruins game. I get that. I get it. Right. I do agree maybe there should have been a backup plan just in case, because you can safely move the people over. But, I mean, also, who the fuck thinks there's going to be a 7-OT... You know, I mean, 7-period... Fucking yeah. 5 OT kind of that game was just, or whatever. That was just
2: maddening. So
0: that's maddening. insanity. We'll never see it again. Welcome to Coronaville, right? Like you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the rest of the series. Um, and then hopefully, uh, once the 25th gets around, we'll still be around. Uh, don't get too excited until it happens, though, because Carolina is that even with Savetchnikov going to be out, and he is out, he will not return. He's saying, but no one specifically knows what happened. So, Nate, hopefully it's a Few days of rest either way, whether Carolina moves on and we don't, or we do just generally for his health. Hopefully, it is something that is more nothing than whatever. But it did not look too hot at all to me. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we have that. Um, I don't know. I don't have this on my list, but this was definitely on the list that you have in front of you. But um, on Monday, we forgot. This- Monday was so long ago. Was the second half of the draft lotto? Oh
2: yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. even pay attention to that.
0: So I just wrote down the, I don't order have the NHL that, it that Yeah. Well, also, don't you have other things going on a Monday night at six o'clock? I mean, what the fuck? It wasn't yeah. even on at like eight o'clock. They're like, we gotta shove this shit in. You didn't even have any games going on. It was the one day off between the play-ins and the thing. Um, but this is how the order stands now. The Rangers got the number one pick, I think everybody knows, right? And everyone was like, hooray, Toronto didn't.
1: Like,
2: <laughs> sorry.
0: You know why? Toronto is just so easy to hate on. They make it so easy.
2: But they get a kick in the nuts because now because they're out of the playoffs again in the first round. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, Leafs fans suck. But anyway, <laughs> um, they also forfeit their first round pick to the Carolina Hurricanes. So that's you know, just that's just a, a nice little gift wrap onto a shitty-ass team.
0: I did think it was classy when everyone was trashing on Sheldon Keith, which <clears throat> my point about Sheldon Keith is it just proves that it, maybe it wasn't Mike caught. Maybe it's the management and what they're doing and how they're playing and yeah. paying people to play. Uh, but I thought it was classy that Torts said... Don't you know what I mean? Like defended him. Like don't get on. You know what I mean? They played a hard seat, which I think was real classy, and which is true because in the end, the twenty million dollar players again did not come through, and that's yep. just it. And exactly. Um, so I mean, Sheldon Keith hasn't been there long enough for it to be all Sheldon Keith's problem. Besides the fact is, maybe he has coached some of those players before when he was, you know, coaching the or whatever. But other than that, dude, this was a dumpster fire. He walked into. That continues to be a dumpster fire, but no one really knows why it's a dumpster fire because it shouldn't be. That's right, the rest of us know. Someone tell Toronto they need some defensemen.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: They have plenty of forwards. You have forwards coming out your ears for the next three generations. You need some defense. And Remember, we went through that. We're like, how many? Like, I, we say, like, how many centers does one team need? Even if oh. you make a couple of winger, there's only so many spots to have. I remember
2: those days when it, well, we used to breed centers. I'm like, does anybody yeah. got a right wing? Oh, wait a minute, we still yeah. have that problem.
0: We're giving them away. I know. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, are there no right wings? Nearly, nearly. Care. Saying
2: we're sprinkling uh. talent all over the world, all over the league too funny. So uh
0: this is so this is the draft order and then we can be done just with the draft. Just in case anybody cares, I know I don't. Our team will be somewhere. Uh the rest, so anybody who doesn't know who would just like maybe just listen about hockey but aren't weirdos like some people. Um so this is how anybody who's not in the playoffs still this is how their draft order is. The rest will be reordered after based on point percentage or whatever. Basically, the rest of it will go like it should be the best teams will pick last and then you me. Know, I don't understand, you know, I hate the draft lotto. Why can't we just take the standings and like I said, there's no argument for why Detroit should not have been the number one pick. like just, Right. Just block the fucking standings. That's how we always did it. Because this bull crap of drafting people into no-man's-land teams where they get miserable like Jack Eichel, this needs to stop, too, or nobody's going to want to play in your league. There are options where you can get paid other places. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, okay, so anyways, Rangers get number one. LA Kings, your favorite West team, yes? Yes. Gets number two. Uh, Ottawa gets number three. They have two picks in, in the top 15, actually, I think. Yeah. So they get number three via a San Jose trade, like claws or whatever in a trade. Uh Red Wings, poor Red Wings are stuck at number four. They had nowhere to move up to. Um Ottawa Senators also get the fifth pick. Well good for Ottawa. They could use some like again, I'm like, this team was a Stanley Cup playoff team in three seasons ago. This is the most confusing place to me ever. Um then the Ducks, Devils, Sabres, Minnesota gets the ninth pick, the Jets get the tenth, Predators the eleventh. Florida gets the 12th. The cu- Hurricanes get one via Toronto for number 13. That's what you were just res- referencing. Edmonton Oilers, they're like, screw, you keep getting the first draft pick and you can't work it out. You are now number 14. And yeah. this was weird because it said like 15th is the Penguins or Minnesota. I don't understand why that is because I don't, I don't know. But it didn't weird. have like a comment about a trade, but one of them has to be. So I don't know if maybe point percentages are so close, they got to see who the 16th pick would be to figure out which would be, which could be. That um, could be it. Yeah. Cause so many teams were so close before the end of the, you know, like, I don't know. So that's it. Exciting times. Again, like Mark said, we could have done all that bullshit in the same two days <laughs> and just done the draft all together. I don't no know why kidding. they have to make it big and dramatic. Uh, but everyone's like, yeah. It was so funny too because everyone's like, yeah, the Oilers in Toronto, of course, they're gonna get the number one pick, and they got all the guys. Blah, blah, blah. And then I was the Rangers, and then nobody said shit. Like <laughs> it was right. like,
1: okay. Well.
2: Uh, good on the Rangers. I mean, Alexis Lafreniere is a, is a fantastic player, and and probably will be in the in the near future. But I wanted to touch on that team in the next couple of seasons. So if he does in fact like make the NHL right out of the queue. I believe he will. He's that type of player. Um, I think that's what the plan is, he already said. So after his, he's going to get a $950,000 entry-level contract for three seasons, okay? So you look at this team on cap-friendly, and you see some very attractive players that might not be around because they're going to have to free up some money for his big ticket when when that... three year entry level deal is over. So I could see some cap casualties and like a Boston kid, um, Boxford, I believe. Uh, uh Chris Kreider in his six million dollars could be an attractive um um you know, piece to move to uh create more room for that Rangers team that's up against it, like the Bruins. I mean, they have limited cap space too, so there's gonna be with these new kids and in the Rangers, they they their draft they have two first round draft picks. So uh that's another situation that you're gonna have to run into if these two players, Lafreniere and uh, whoever they take uh else in the first round, uh, come out of their entry level deals and they're barking seven, eight million dollar offers and blah blah blah, that's gonna be tight. So yeah, I could see like uh, Kreider, or I could see even a Jacob Trouba uh, being available to pick up if it's, uh, and hopefully the Bruins would be. I've always been a big Truba guy, not about his, his attitude in, in, in Winnipeg, but just his defensive style. And, and he, I mean that guy's just a true Bruin in my opinion. And Kreider is a grinder, you know, Boston kid grinder. Obviously, we can believe. I believe in the Boston program again uh, with with what I've seen from Charlie Coyle, but you know, why not? boom shakalaka
0: that's it stay tuned october for mark to have a full-on draft rant pre uh optimistic pre-draft
2: yes yes absolutely podcast,
0: a little bit here maybe even with your boy tim richardson you guys can do a little we
2: might, yeah we might be right, able to right? do that we might be able to do that and just uh yeah, I hope it's going to be one of those things that it's available to watch. I'm, I'm pissed that I can't see these NHL Network games and so on, or anything on the NHL Network. I don't know why. But anyway. You know what's weird to me is I have
0: that NHL TV.
2: I do too, and it's always and blacked then, out.
0: And then certain thing, and then you got to listen to it. And I'm like, all right, I'm cool with listening to my team on the radio. I love it, actually. Like So, like, Thursday I, w- I was driving, so I was in the car most of the time. So everyone and Creechie scored, I was just walking out of the store and I was like, nothing it, and I just like took three steps and I'm like, arms full of pizza, and I, David Krejci, I was like, are you right? I literally stood there with like eight pizzas on my arm watching the replay, because I'm like <laughs> I just stood here for ten minutes waiting for my orders to be ready uh, That's awesome. but, um, yeah, so that was the draft, Mark will uh, have a meltdown after the draft as well <laughs> and or at least tell us who the people we drafted is because let's face it most average hockey fans could really care to flying craps
2: <laughs> i but, do i'm but, a right. big fan so, of draft. Like,
0: are those. i'll care that i'll probably check it out a little and then just look what the final list was and circle my people and then google them um that being said i am also someone i like to listen to draft class and some of the other like you yep. know great podcasts the
2: people. great the podcasts. people
0: who know about Prospects, or the next wave of prospects, I guess. They're not prospects sure. yet. No one's been drafted. Sure, uh, sure. All right. So then I guess we're starting to wrap things up. We don't, I mean, that, we've talked about a lot, I think.
2: We talked yeah. about it fast enough. We, had a, we had a pretty we decent videos. list of, uh, of things to go over until so on. Um, so
0: this is a fun one, though. Um, yeah. So I have a question for you. Now, I hate Dougie Hamilton, so I would not follow Dougie Hamilton. Did you he know, block you? On a Twitter movie? Did you. Get blocked by Dougie Hamilton.
2: Yes, I did. Uh, you I am did. officially right, blocked so by Dougie Hamilton. And I, I
0: almost followed Dougie Hamilton to send a tweet about how much I hate Dougie Hamilton, and
2: then get blocked.
0: To get blocked because I feel like I'm not in it. I think it is hilarious that from three days of total meltdown of Tuka, Tuka, Jack Edwards, Mike Milbury, whatever, like, blah, yeah. To I, I not blocked. Have you been blocked? Suddenly, Bruins have been. Uh, those of you who uh, apparently did not get blocked by Dougie Hamilton by the time you listen to this, uh, Dougie like freaked out and blocked all of Boston sports media and apparently most of the Bruins fan base at this point. Funny, why are you following all of us? I'm just wondering. Like, not me, because again, I hate you. I don't.
2: Any Boston blacked, related know. in your uh, bio? I heard yeah. it was go- uh, getting blocked. Which is funny. But then again, there's a lot of people saying that that might not be him. I
0: doubt it. That's a Dougie it, Hamilton thing to do. Let's be honest.
2: I would that's think I would think he'd have a checkmark next to his name being so popular.
0: Yeah, but is he really that popular? I'm just saying. Uh, that's, true. that's
2: true. I'm just
0: saying like. That's true. I mean, I I mean I don't I don't know if it's him or not. You know what I mean? Uh I would think though if it was specifically like media or whatever like I doubt it. I feel like it would be a total Dougie Hamilton thing to have been on Twitter, but not really use Twitter, but then block everyone on Twitter because he didn't like, you know, he's, I don't want to call him a snowflake.
2: Right. Well, if you want to distract them, if you want to distract them in any of these games, like throw a picture of your museum up on the big screens.
0: Hey, that's not kind of funny. Some of us like museums. Alright, right,
2: all alright, alright. Okay?
0: Some of us <laughs> like old shit that just behind some glass. Maybe you don't, but I know I'm fascinated. Hey. I'm like, ooh, Charlemagne's robe. Like I love I love that kind of thing. Don't make funny geeks. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, I don't I didn't write it down. The King Clancy finalist. I was gonna mention that. Anyways. I don't know. Maybe I might try to follow Dougie just to see if I can get blocked because I feel left out now, and Inga doesn't like not being in the in crowd. It is and funny now I'm not it, but yeah. I am proud of you. You have been blocked. Whether it's the real Dougie or not, the real yeah. Dougie yeah. is what it is. Um, they gave they put out the King Clancy finalists. So I apparently didn't write it down. I can't remember the third person: PK Subban, Matt Dumba, and uh, I don't remember who the third person is. I don't remember either. I'm sorry if failed you world (laughs) i can't remember who it is anyways that's the humanitarian award like basically the humanitarian award i'd say let's do a prediction but i can only remember two of the three people i must that must have been on one of my pre-draft first round of what am i going to put in this thing um yeah so i'm gonna look at that we didn't do any aspie and g's right
2: no we didn't do that i've just been so busy trying to get everything with the whole business venture up and running and starting new emails, starting new Twitter accounts, and signing papers, this and that, and blah, blah, blah. It's just been a whirlwind of fun, so I totally forgot to do Ask and Yeah,
0: well, here's a tip, people. Always send us Ask and in case Mark fails to put any out. Send them to him all yeah, the time, and tell him to take a screenshot. Don't forget to screenshot this, because... He will not he'll be like, there were some out there, like I don't know, I'm there. Well no, um, I just
2: I just do a search and I go hashtag Asp and then I, I go up to the the most recent and it'll list them all out for me.
0: I know, but you have to actually go and do that. Like last Shut week you like, Yeah, I think there was some on Facebook. Uh, we'll get back to those. And I have to look up the King Clancy, that will annoy me. Um, Quick. So no, I'm just doing that <laughs> while we are talking. Um so I should have put finalists. So that being said, I guess that that's pretty much a wrap. We got a game tomorrow night. So psyched!
2: I'm so pumped. If it tomorrow goes night. seven,
0: we may record before or after the game because we don't know when the game will be. If it goes seven, yeah, TBD. So um, who knows? If
2: it goes
0: six, then It'll probably we'll already have. Whenever.
2: Um, there we
0: go. Um, so I would like to wrap up personally by saying much better. I feel much better about um. Oh Henrik Lundqvist, why would I forget Henrik? I just there you him. go. He's the most fashionable. He should Henri. be every year. Uh, that'll that'll clear up some space on the Rangers too. Just exactly throw out there. Um, Everyone, go rate, 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 rate five stars, even if you don't mean it, because I like being popular. Okay, I know <laughs> it's not me, it's Mark, but I'm just saying. Please rate and review again. You know, I don't care if you hate me. You can say that. You can say Mark. You are an awesome specimen of a hockey provider. Heather is obnoxious. She makes your shows suck. It used to be awesome.
2: Wow. And then this, this one awesome. pretty good,
0: huh? <laughs> um, I'm just saying. Uh, it used to be awesome, and then she came on, and now she's ruined it. Uh, and uh, do that. And also follow Mark on social media at Black and Gold Pod and at Black and Gold 277, which is your... That's, one, my right That's my personal number. That's my personal.
2: And the um, uh, end the, the pod is the is the podcast. And, and uh,
0: I don't know what my Twitter is, but if you care, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm pretty sure the 40 people who do already have. I'm just saying. At that...
2: Inga with the Big Mouth.
0: Is that what it is? Yeah. Inga the Big Mouth?
2: Inga the Big Mouth.
0: Oh, okay. Well, good. Obviously, I don't tweet myself. <laughs> um, I don't tweet really anything. Sometimes I reply. Um, so please go and do those things. Go to the store next door. Go on Fanatics.
2: Yes, yes. Hit that, uh, Hit that week, banner on the, w, at the website right there. Right yes. there.
0: That's also where you can find all awesome articles from all the awesome writers. And next week... I am going to make Mark give me a list of the writers and the Patreon members so we can give them their shout-outs that I said we were going to give them. Yeah. Yes. It's been a little crazy week, a lot of hockey things going on, but yes. I'm going to remind you because I just remembered because I meant to remind you and that's not your fault. I did. I will do
2: that you. next week. It is my my okay. fault, and I'm, I'm going to get. A blind
0: all... the blind here, people. We, we do have a list. Lady.
2: I did uh, an updated list on our, our writers directory, so they're getting shout-outs next week too, along with the all Patreon right, okay, members. I'll... But. As we wrap this up, I do want to talk about the Patreon.com giveaways. So go to Patreon.com slash Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Donate a dollar per episode. And you'll be available and eligible to receive some sweet pucks that are signed. This one's from Anton Hudobin, former Boston Bruin. And uh, we have a ton of stuff. Ton of stuff. We're, the inventory is getting bigger. My office is getting smaller. So, uh, please go to Black and Gold. I'm sorry, Patreon.com/slash/Black and Gold Hockey Podcast to be eligible. Uh, thank the listeners, uh, the retweets, the shares. Everything you guys are amazing. Um, and you know, if you don't like us, it's fine. But if you do, it's great. And we we really appreciate all the support we've been getting lately. Especially with this new business venture that we're entering as a social as a uh, sports media company So really excited about that and the challenges ahead and I hope everybody on the team is excited They are I I told everybody the other day it went official and they were all excited and pumped So this opens up a lot of uh, different doors for us to grow and um, So I'm looking forward to it. So Heather I want to say thank you very much for another exciting week. Love sitting down and talking hockey with you, especially when it's Bruins related. But unfortunately, we have to stop.
0: Yeah, well, and we ran out of topics. And we did. So we we ran out of topics, and
2: and I'm hitting the one hour and fifty minute mark. So
0: and you and you're all set, just because you don't want to enc- encounter a thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think we talked enough. We talked enough. Sorry if I wasn't the best energy level. I think I was all right now, but yeah,
2: no, that was fine. Mark's
0: doing all right. He wasn't feeling so hot this morning, but Pink wit, no
2: hard. free ads, but the Pink Whitney hit me hard, and I hit that hard last night. And I was having a great time with some good friends on the Zoom, and we were talking hockey, and it was just, it was craziness. So.
0: This is the thing: is that you have to remember that you're not 20 anymore. Yeah, I know. For three days, you're gonna be up <laughs> live streaming, chatting with your friends or whatever, or yeah. round tabling it, watching it games. It's been you crazy. Pace yourself. You gotta pace yourself.
2: Well, uh, listen, if I go, I'm gonna go smiling. So, not being true.
0: All right.
2: All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and the support and the financial support and. Just the likes and shares and everything you guys do it you're absolutely amazing youtube members too we are above 200 members keep that climb and hit the notification button subscribe absolute please show some support we got some good videos are coming out um we're bringing on some new youtuber uh, creators so we're gonna have a lot of things going on so this whole business thing like i said opens up a uh, it's going to open up many doors to our digital content team, and, and if you want to join the team, hit, hit these, hit these areas right here. I got to learn where to where to put my. No, forget it's it. you right. Yeah, it's I, know, to you're right. I know. I know. It's flipped around, but uh, yeah, just get in touch with me. Uh, send a cover letter over to uh, my email. You will find that at the walkandgoalhockey website in the meet our team section. So uh, yeah. So but with that being said, let's go bees. Let's win game four. Go up three to one. And don't get yourself in a situation where you have to play back-to-back five and six. You know, let's let's get game five and then get your rest and move on to the second round. I'm not sure who we're going to be playing, but I'm excited for it. So with that being said, thank you very much, everybody. Heather, thank you again. I totally appreciate you. And uh, everybody, have a safe, healthy, and good Bruins week. And stop shitting on Tukarask. He's a free man. Stop
0: shitting on everybody. They're our team, people. Like, don't be mean. They need our support. That being said, if we lose game four, I don't want to see everyone. Oh, here it goes, of course. Ah, you can't handle it. <laughs> Shut up. We're fine. Positivity, people. Positivity.
2: Too All right, bye. <laughs> it's the Iraq. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody.